0: In a world where horrid stenches and piercing screams come not from the realms of fantasy, but from the nightmare of reality. Come two heroes bonded by love and the kind of desperation only parents can know. Oh God, please, no! 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 Behold, RPGs and Baby Makes 3, the greatest podcast in the history of all podcasts by parents who have made a podcast about being gamers with a baby. Did I mention it's a podcast? Here are your hosts, Gretchen Hilmers and Rob Hessler. Episode 7, RPGs and Baby Makes 3. I'm Rob Hessler.
1: And I am Gretchen Hilmers.
0: Neither one of us is very luminescent or vibrant tonight. Oh my
1: god. You know, some days are longer than others.
0: (laughs) So this is obviously a parent-oriented podcast in a lot of ways. And I'm just going to tell you other parents out there, we are toast right now. (laughs) I was like, well, maybe we, we could record a podcast tonight but we're both really tired and Gretchen's like well we should record a podcast because that's what being a parent is is being tired all the time I,
1: I think all you parents out there understand and you know for those of you who don't have kids you know I'm sure your dog or cat has kept you up
0: late oh come on it doesn't even come close there is no comparison between having a dog and a cat and having a child I'm sorry I mean people think that but that's just not true
1: but you know what? Like, I just kind of feel as if the emotional involvement we give our animals, I mean, before we had Lincoln, they were our world.
0: Okay, I agree with that. We're not talking about sleep or the amount of care and effort and energy that goes into an animal, it just doesn't compare to, the, to what is needed to go into a child. Okay. Now, that no, being no, said, you're right, you're right. It's awesome. It is. I love being a a parent. I I love love our kid. He's amazing. I mean, it's it's worth it. It's totally worth it. I mean, he sat in the car
1: today with a gigantic ball, (laughs) and just kept going, da ball. da ball. da ball.
0: da ball. It was just amazing. He's so cute. He's so cute. Well, anyway, we're a gaming podcast, and we're going to be talking about gaming today. Normally, at this point, we would roll for initiative, but like we've been promising, we have some emails. Oh, so we're yeah. gonna we're going to read, we're going to start the show by reading a they couple of really emails. They really
1: like us. Oh,
0: well, at least two people do. We've got <laughs> two emails we're going to read today, and they're both really good ones. Why don't you go ahead and get us started, Gretch?
1: Well, the first one is from Chris, who wanted to give us a little bit of information about how he deals with cheating, which was on episode?
0: I think one. Episode one, we episode talked about cheating. One. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And uh, he said, on cheating I have a player at my table that cheats a number of ways. He always has high dice rolls and always does high damage. He changes his rolls rolls, every once in a while to make it seem like he is not cheating by saying a lower roll. Our table is fully aware of him doing this. (laughs) One of the ways I deal with him in combat is when he always hits, I negate his damage on the enemy. Damn. Oh, that's nice, that's, though. That's a smart way to do it. I well, like because that. you
0: can just essentially say that you're giving them damage, but basically you don't mark it off, so like, no one really knows. Yeah. That's a good. That's a good method. It
1: is a good method. I, I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. But what if it goes on too long and someone dies because of it?
0: Well, because you're only negating the damage when you know they've cheated. So, therefore, they wouldn't have hit anyway and wouldn't have done damage.
1: Yeah.
0: So, yeah, that's a great way. It's a I great really like that. I like that, too. I'm yeah. stealing that.
1: <laughs> yeah, but we don't have anybody that cheats.
0: I know, but if it comes up again, I, you know, I don't, whatever. What's well, Or do we? Or do we?
1: <laughs> uh, so then uh, he always rolls his dice into other dice. I've tried controlling this by telling everyone to not do this and not pick up their dice. He continues, but what I do is watch him roll when I ask for a roll or one of the players watches him. When he knows someone is watching, his dice rolls stay within statistics. He's a good guy and only wants his character to be the badass, which I understand, but sometimes it takes away from the situations I put the party through.
0: Well, yeah, because if you only want your character to be the... Badass. Yeah, then you're taking away an opportunity for other characters to be that. And that's not fair. Everybody should get a chance to be in the spotlight.
1: I mean, my little Kendra Tick-Tick killed a Colossus. That
0: was pretty epic. That was pretty epic and amazing. Yeah. Yeah, And you got to have that moment, you know? And then other characters have had their moments as well, yeah. you know? So it's, it's just that's the way that it is. And so, yeah, that's unfortunate. I hate cheaters. I mean, I know that. But I, I kind of mentioned in that segment when we talked about it on the first episode is like, I kind of don't really make a big deal about it. It sounds like he's not making a big deal about it and he admits that the guy is like a decent dude, but man, that's tough. But I do like that. That's a good strategy. Well, well done, Chris. I I I like that. that. That's a good one. I
1: really like that. I might
0: have to to stick that one out. All right. So we're going to read our second email here and this one is from David. He checked in recently and said, I just wanted to drop you a line and let you know I discovered your podcast and I'm really enjoying it. I'm a 50-year-old dude who hasn't gamed in 30 years, but listening to you has made me feel nostalgic to the point. I am thinking about giving it another go. I would love it if you could address this in a future episode. How to get back into RPGs after a very long layoff. I'm especially interested in how to go about finding a group to game with in an almost exclusively online world well that's the first part of his email and we are going to talk about that today we are going to do a segment about that because gretchen and i have found some great resources online getting into games and gretchen and i have been playing some really really fun games lately so much
1: fun yeah
0: we've we've and it's really (laughs) flexible and it lets us as parents with busy schedules still play regularly. So it's really good. We're going to talk about that. So we're going to do a segment on that. So just hang in there, David. We'll get to that in a moment. And I think it'll be useful to a lot of our listening audience. He continues, and this I love. Your discussion about favorite characters made me remember one of my own favorites. Thunder Mustard the Barbarian! <laughs> <Thunder> <laughs> the mustard. name should give you an idea of how seriously this particular campaign was taken by everyone. Thunder Mustard was a giant meathead. His stats were something like strength 1875, intelligence 6, wisdom 6, dex 12, con 17, charisma 10. Now, before I go on, I'm loving this because this is obviously an old school gamer. If you have an 1875 strength, we're talking about first edition, second edition, AD&D. Love it. That's great. He was capable of prodigious feats of strength and equally prodigious feats of stupidity. His modus operandi was to attach himself to one other member of the party and subject that person to abject hero worship. It was also hard of hearing, possibly from being hit on the head too often. At least one once per session, the DM would inform me that Thunder Mustard, had misheard something that one of the other characters said, often with catastrophic results. Thanks again for the memories. Thanks, David. That's a great story. I love that. Actually, kind of reminds me of a character that I DM'd for, a good buddy of mine, Martin, Doug. who played for a while. Doug. Doug, Doug Adventure Extreme was his name. And Doug was also strong and powerful, but also very dumb. He had a milky eye, had been in the war, and was sort of brain damaged, and really well-played we always have this joke. He's kind of still a part of our campaigns because Doug had this belief that when you're in a dungeon, you always go left. That's how you follow the dungeon. Always go left. So, so Doug's, we had these rules of Doug and rule number one was go left. Go left. So it sticks in there. So anyway, uh, David, thanks for that great Uh, email and the great suggestions Thunder Mustard, I love it thanks for Thunder Mustard, I might (laughs) have to steal that for an NPC sorry David, I'm stealing your NPC and uh, thanks to Chris too as well and and keep on sending in those emails again it's rpgs and babymakes3 at gmail.com and we will likely read them because we don't get a lot
1: But maybe we will start getting a lot
0: maybe we will as our listenership maintains a steady trickles in (laughs) drop
1: by drop
0: (laughs) why don't we go ahead and roll for initiative See me rolling. Some people are born lucky.
1: Let's roll. Roll for initiative.
0: All right, so roll for initiative. Let's talk about our week in gaming. It has really, I guess it's been about two weeks since we recorded our last podcast, and we have had a really good couple of gaming weeks. So, um, Oh, yeah. Well why don't we talk about last night because it's sort of fresh in our minds or two nights ago we played in a really fun one-off of a game called Mothership. Yes. <laughs> and Gretchen was an evil bastard.
1: Oh. <laughs> play this kind of character but you know mothership is kind of like think aliens
0: it's it is alien it's alien or aliens probably more like aliens the the sequel
1: yeah and so you have an option of being a teamster a scientist an android and a marine um and i was just like you know what i'm just gonna be an android
0: Mm-hmm. and i was a scientist and we had two teamsters that made up our group of four yeah and and even within each one of those sort of character classes there's a ton of flexibility on your skills you get certain base package of skills but then you can you can also customize your character to a certain extent so mm-hmm. like if you're a scientist there's a lot of different types of scientists that you could be if you're uh if you're a teamster you could be I mean, one of the teamsters was kind of a scientist, and the other one was sort of like a gearhead mechanic. Yeah. So, like, they were very different in the way that they were. And of course, you were an AI, and what was your character's name?
1: Sia, as in standard issue android.
0: And I was Haruki, Dr. Haruki Ito. Yeah. A botanist.
1: And each, when you make your character, you get to roll randomly to have some sort of item.
0: Mm-hmm. They're called It's called trinket and a patch. So a trinket is a small item and a patch is like an actual patch that is on your jumpsuit. Mm-hmm. So it sort of defines your character.
1: And so what did you get?
0: I got a pamphlet on the android overlords. So I had this trinket that kind of set the role-playing opportunity to be very distrustful of androids and you were playing an android i was i I was was. distrustful
1: yeah and my trinket was a journal of grudges (laughs) and my patch was a poker hand the dead man's hand
0: yeah my patch was a mechanics patch which um, skull and crossbone but they were with mechanic pieces um, like wrenches and I kind of was playing it up that my character uh, didn't really come up that my character sort of had a special affinity for for mechanics and people who could fix things and so I was sort of role playing that as being there was the one guy who was kind of a mechanic one of the teamsters and I was really sort of trying to engage him and like offer you know, oh let's go do this let's go do that you know and kind of bring yeah but him you were a
1: total jerk to see ya.
0: Well, I was mistrustful of Sia, yeah, who was I just know. a hunk of metal. Which,
1: let me tell you guys, it is really weird to have a character, my husband's character, be kind of a jerk to my character because I'm like man this just would not happen in real life
0: <laughs> no but we were laughing and we were having a great time oh my god it was and so, so funny. Um, it was a one-off and it was uh it was organized by a um a guy named Aaron S who's actually a game designer himself and don't, we're, we're hoping to actually I'm we're gonna reach out to him and see if maybe he'd be interested in talking about his his minimalist games that he's done but he ran a really good game and um and so we It was a one-shot, and it was kind of like we all knew that it was going to end bad. I mean, we all knew it was going to end bad, but we didn't know it was going to end that bad because it turned out that the AI, played by Gretchen, Sia, was secretly working against the party.
1: Yeah. So (laughs) at a certain point in the game, I messaged Aaron, and I asked him, is it okay that my character works against everyone? And, uh, and yeah, he was cool with it. So my character was the corporate Android and I'm sorry, but the humans were going against the corporation's interests.
0: Yeah. Essentially there was this terraforming project that was happening on the planet that was going wild. And it was like, you know, basically like terrible mass weapon thing, monster, that was being created. Um, sort of this biological slash tentacle monster that was being created. And we all were like, we're gotta, we We got to destroy this thing before it destroys the base and everybody on the planet.
1: Let's blow it up.
0: Let's blow it up. We'll send the android in with our wired drop ship, our ship, and we'll let...
1: With the bomb that she helped rig up.
0: Right, so Sia takes off into the air to go with our plan and bomb the the alien thing and then reveals to us what were your what was your exact line
1: oh god i don't remember all
0: human life is expendable
1: yeah that was that was um (laughs) the corporate the corporation's
0: mantra basically yeah
1: which Aaron told me so (sighs) it's like yeah all human life is expendable
0: so yeah so anyway we tried to stop her and eventually she ended up setting off the bomb and blowing us all up and the giant plant creature
1: took over the planet took over
0: the planet spread out into the atmosphere and, and
1: began actually, its takeover yeah. of
0: the entire universe basically so uh good stuff
1: yeah it was so weird <laughs> playing that kind of character like going in and realizing like i'm going to do a tpk
0: yeah and it was a really fun tpk though everybody enjoyed it now this is a kind of a dangerous situation i mean think as a game master, generally speaking, you wanna to talk to the players beforehand. And we sort of discussed that at the end, that it might've been a good idea to sort of discuss that beforehand, but the players ended up being totally on board with it and it was fine.
1: And I gotta, I have to and I mentioned this at the end too, I commend the other players because I think some people might've taken that wrong and uh, they didn't. And um, you know, I, I thought it might be okay because it was a one-off and um, you know, we're not going to play these characters again. Like, this is it. Yeah, and it was
0: also part of the Discord group that we're in. It was their March into Horror event. So all through March, you're doing horror rpgs and so like having everybody die in it kind of fit with the theme of the month anyway so it was perfectly great and i think everybody enjoyed themselves and mothership was a really nice game very simple you have skills you have some stats and and you just kind of roll percentile dice basically to see if you succeed or you fail and aaron had sort of a personal philosophy that he was sort of Unless you had a critical failure, you could succeed, but with complications. Mm-hmm. And like so that. that was a really kind of a fun way. Sort of fail forward, which I know we kind of like those games. Um, and so he did a really, I thought he did a really nice job running the game. And uh, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Play, it mm-hmm. took about three hours, and it was good Good time and, ended uh, nice and early. Ended nice and early, <laughs> yeah. We got to bed early, so that was really good. So,
1: but then we also uh, we we did not do your Dragonlance game this week. Ah oh,
0: man, I was just totally burnout. I was we had a tough day with the little one and a tough work week and everything like that, and I just did not have the energy to DM. So I I just told the player of the rest of the group. I was like, I just need tonight off yeah. and. Um, we went to bed early. We did some reading, and I ended up sleeping until nine forty-five the next morning. Like so, I obviously needed the rest. I was, I was really burnt, burnt, burnt out. So, yeah. um, so I really needed it. So we didn't do Dragonlance, but we did do a. In a session of the Pathfinder RPG which we're continuing with Amanda Plagman who's been a guest on our show a couple of times, we did that on Saturday, the Pathfinder Ravenloft game, so we played that recently and um, and I've been playing this, this AD&D second edition game called It's the name of the game is Krakenheim and it's a, we are sort of like ice barbarians in the north and it's kind of set in Greyhawk essentially but it's just me and one other player but it's a lot of fun, the DM Who you and I both know, Chris, is a. He does a really good job of setting the stage and coming up with things, but then also allowing us players to describe certain things and add certain elements to the world as we're playing it. So, for example, we got to this village and there was a, I guess you might say, like a primitive tavern. And the other player described part of it, and I described part of it, and we created this tavern, like we created the, the the building, and then the the dungeon master Chris described the NPCs within, and so it was kind of like a cool collaborative moment, and then we just continued on. and He does that a lot, so we had a lot of we have a lot of fun in that game. So some good role playing. Well, we're uh, right also now.
1: doing the other sci fi game.
0: Yes, that's right. We are playing a Fate sci-fi, bi-weekly game, Fate sci-fi game called To the Faintest Star, which is, it's a short campaign, I guess you might say, three, four sessions, and we're on this ship, this huge ship that's traveling.
1: traveling the distance.
0: Yeah, traveling the long and distance. we woke
1: up early.
0: Right, everybody's in sort of cryo sleep, and we were woke up early because there was problems, and during the first session... We like find a problem. We start fixing it. We find another problem. We find another problem, and then by the end, I was starting to feel a little stressed. I was definitely starting to feel a little stressed because well, all this I mean, stuff started happening. Your
1: character was very like, your your character is a company man uh-huh. who's in charge of doing this stuff. He doesn't want to, so maybe you were taking that on a little.
0: Well, yeah, and I mean, I think that that's one of the high cons I think there's like high concept in fate. I don't know. We've been playing a lot of different games right now, but I, I believe that I have overstressed mid-level manager overstressed <laughs> mid-level manager is like my high concept so it's like i'm kind of playing that up like he's over oh overwhelmed overwhelmed mid-level manager is what it is so i'm kind of playing that up and having some fun with it so all these different games having yeah, having a lot, a lot of a lot of fun and we're playing 10 candles uh 10 candles next week Dude, um
1: that sounds...
0: yeah and we played with this dm in a one-off before yeah. I'm a little nervous. Yeah, Ten Candles. So it's a game where there are ten candles lit up at the beginning of the game. And as things happen, you blow the candles out. And once all the candles are blown out, you're you're dead. And that's the game. Nobody survives. It's it's The game always ends in that way. So it'll be interesting. Again, March into Horror. So we're sort of playing that up. Lots of good gaming. Lots of good gaming here. And we're going to talk a little bit later, you know, as our email... Or as our emailer asked, David, one of the ways, this is one of those ways that you can find games, so is, is getting into these Discord groups. And we'll talk about that in that segment. But why don't we get into the beef of the show?
1: Oh, God. <laughs> the beef. Maybe <laughs> you- we should switch it over to, like, the tofu of the show.
0: Let's get in. That does not have a nice <laughs> ring to it. Let's get into the tofu. Let's get into the seitan of the show. <laughs> <laughs> let's get into the bean curd of the show.
1: <laughs>
0: Alright, let's get into <laughs> Moans and groans.
1: Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm not gonna
0: do what everyone thinks I'm gonna do. Live out! Yeah, look, look. Make. I've got a major problem, okay? Hold up. Wait a minute. Somebody right! You have no power over me. Grounds? and
1: moans
0: all right moans and groans this is a really i know really this is a topic that gretchen and i you see it all over the the gaming message boards and you definitely have probably seen it in your group don't whip out your experience lance
1: man just keep it in your pants (laughs) just keep your experience
0: lance in your pants
1: Nobody wants to see that. It's embarrassing.
0: So what we're talking about is those circumstances when there is a disagreement or there is a conflict in the group and everybody's sort of talking about it. And there is that person that says, in my 40 years of gaming, I have always done it this way. Don't do that. Why?
1: It's terrible.
0: Well, okay, so what? I do bad No, work? I don't mean
1: your voices. I mean, don't don't be that person.
0: Yeah, don't be... Oh, I thought you were talking, saying I was terrible. I mean, come on, I'm doing my best here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, don't do that. Don't be that person. Don't be no. the person... Don't look, do that. don't be that guy. You don't want to be that person. It's usually oh, a guy. Well, eh, it's It's almost very... always a guy. I'm oh, sorry. I'll... It's... Okay. It's almost always a guy. Now, maybe it's not a, a guy, but... The thing is, is experience can be a great thing. It, having experience and knowing how to play games is it's awesome. I mean, it, yeah. it is helpful and it's useful. And I know as a game master, when I'm running a game and there's somebody that has more experience in that game than I am, I appreciate that there's somebody in the group that has a level of expertise. And I will often ask them questions of, Oh, do you know how this is? Or do you recall what this is or that is? And, and I'm happy to ask people for that advice. But there's two things. First of all, don't be given unsolicited advice about based on your experience through the game. It's annoying. If somebody asks the DM a question, the game master a question, don't be like, well, according to page 156 of the player's handbook, it says blah, 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 blah. No, it's a DM's game. They decide. If they want your help, they'll ask, but don't dive in Oh my God. As a, as a fellow player and as a DM, I can't stand, cannot stand that. And it's, and it's a lot of times it just kind of slows things down. You know what I mean? It creates a, an argument that doesn't need to have a discussion that doesn't need to happen. The DM is the final arbiter.
1: I mean, the, the DM decides everything. So, it's their game. They've put in the time to plan it out, to create this world for you, to do your experience, to do these voices, to get everything set up. And, you know, if you're diving in and kind of button your way into it, it, it's kind of being disrespectful to the DM too.
0: Exactly, and I mean, like, you know, house rules are a, time honor tradition in role-playing games any game that lasts for a little while there starts to develop some house rules and i know some people might not love house rules some other people might be more inclined towards house rules i personally prefer the house rules are discussed in advance but i also understand that you're not going to be able to with experienced dms or whatever and and even just game flow you're not going to have every single house rule done. You're not going to like know how you're going to play out every different scenario. And and the fact is is that in in all games there are judgment calls that you can make. There are rules that are written that aren't like the they they play test they do all this stuff, but there are all kinds of times when in the game where there is something where there's some ambiguity, and. That it is the DM's responsibility to ultimately decide how on what side of that ambiguity they're going to fall. And it's usually dependent upon the game. So if you're playing a like grim, dark, survival type, difficult kind of game, then maybe the rules are decided in a harsh way, in a way that is difficult for the players if you're playing in a heroic high fantasy game or a game where the players are going to essentially win, you know, the players are designed to succeed, then maybe the rules are kind of like, the the rulings are made in the player's favor. And that's for the DM to decide. So when you whip out your experience, Lance, and I have a lot of experience gaming, but when you whip out your experience, Lance, you're saying... The way I played it in other people's games is the right way for this game, and that's not really the way that D and D is played. Every table's a little bit different; like mm. the tone can be totally D and D or any RPG, really.
1: You know, but I will say sometimes that experience, Lance, is quite titillating. Now. <laughs> Um, I'm sorry. I'm so tired. Um, This is a
0: family show.
1: Well, let me tell you how babies are born. Uh, (laughs) When a mommy and a daddy love each other. Or a mommy and a mommy. Or a daddy and a daddy. Um, So, I think when you're building a character, it can be very helpful. I think for some... Okay, look, building a character in Pathfinder is just nightmarishly... It's murderously difficult, I, I, yeah. I hate it. I hate it. I have spent... I don't even know. I don't, I'll be honest, I haven't even leveled up my cat because I just... thats I don't want to spend two hours trying to figure it out. Um,
0: so, for people out there listening, Gretchen's character has an animal companion that levels up with her and has she hasn't actually leveled her up in the last two levels so it's, it's s- problematic. Is problematic so i understand but see here that's the point that is solicited advice if that's when True. the experience is experience is good if somebody needs help they an open door policy of saying i'm here to help you if you want ask away and then giving you the opportunity or some other player or even the dm or game master the opportunity to ask questions as they see fit is fine but if i am playing a game and there's a game master there that's running the game and i have a question about a rule that i'm looking at in the book and i say excuse me dm how does this rule apply and the experience lance gets whipped out by another player who answers for the dm no just no that's not the way experience is supposed to be you know what I mean? Like, that's not, and, and I will say this, I will say this too, is that it's also not supposed to be played, like, don't use your experience to say, this is how it should be played online. If you're online, you're having a discussion, and you're saying, somebody plays, you know, what, what? what is, um? there's this new, the new expression is like, um, don't, don't yuck my yum. Don't uh, yuck my yum.
1: Amanda loves to say that. And it's
0: kind of going around now on these boards. I've seen that a lot. So don't yuck my yum. It's like, it's like there are different ways of playing the game. Let the game be played in the way. The first and foremost is it's the DM's way. And then the rest of the players collaborate. And you kind of come to a middle ground of what that is. But really, as a player, if you don't really like the style of the Game Master, it's kind of like either you decide to just go with it. If they don't want to change it, or you find another group, I mean, like that's the way it is. It's like they're, like you said, they're the one putting in all the work and effort and everything like that, you know. So,
1: yep.
0: so don't want to whip out that lance, you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Just leave it, you know. Leave it. Leave it sheathed. I don't know. A lance doesn't have a sheath, does it? I don't know. Not shrap- a lanceologist. I'm not a lanceologist either. <laughs> I have no idea what a lance does. Yeah. But anyway, let the, DMs make, let, a D, let the DM make the call, offer experience, get consent before you whip out your lance.
1: That's a good way to put it.
0: Get consent before you whip out your
1: And if you lance. have an example of someone whipping out their experience lance that you'd like to share with us that so we could talk about on air, you can shoot us an email at rpgsandbabymakes3 at gmail.com.
0: Yeah, we would love to hear it, because we have some really specific examples, but those people might listen to this show, so... So send in
1: your topics. <laughs> we would love to hear from you.
0: All right, let's get to our next segment. Hey, 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 what's going on? We look at the person through the peephole. You talking to me crazy? Maybe if I get lucky, we get a little action adventure of our own going, you know, right? <laughs>
1: Proficiency
0: check. Alright, proficiency check. Now this is gonna be a good one. We are gonna do this segment thanks to the request of our emailer David, who wanted to talk about how you can find a group after a long layoff, how you can get back into it. And there's actually a lot of different ways that you can do this. Um so I hadn't I'll just give an example. I'll uh, just a, a, a somewhat recent example. I really wanted to play AD&D 2nd Edition. And so I ended up going and joining Roll20. Now Roll20 is a virtual tabletop. And what that means is that it opera it it offers you everything you would have at an in-person tabletop, but it is all online. So you can down you can uh, the game master can put up maps, there's a dice roller, All of the players are there. They even have voice on there that you can do. Voice and video. So you can have all of that. Can you have video? Yes, you can have video as well on Roll20. So you can do all of these options where you can... Essentially, you are playing as close to a physical tabletop game, but in a virtual tabletop. So Roll20 is one of those. There's many others. There's Fantasy Grounds is another example of that. There's a new one that I've been hearing about that some of the people in locally in where we live have been interested in, and that's called Demiplane. So there's another one there, but there's a bunch of these these virtual tabletop groups. The one I have experience with is Roll20. So anyway, I went on to Roll20. I did a search for AD&D, second, first and second edition, because they're put together on Roll20, and I found a group that played that game at a time that I was able to do it. So that was the first way that I found a group that being said it wasn't a very good game <laughs> I will say it was not a very good game and the only players that I interacted with in role 20 were the people who were in the game I was in so now they have message boards and you can kind of get involved in the community but it's not quite as user friendly as like Most like social media sites, like if you're talking about something like Facebook or we're going to talk about Discord in just a second, it doesn't have that level of sort of interaction. And even when I was doing stuff on Roll20, I would, you know, send an email and get no response or somebody would send me an email and I would respond and then they would never respond back. Like it was like as if there was no back and forth. So it had some deficiencies there, but it got me back into a game. It got me back into playing a specific type of game that I wanted and I ended up, I did end up meeting a couple of people that I really liked that I do actually still game with, but it wasn't really a really good game. More effective in my mind has been Discord
1: love discord
0: right so discord is it's not a virtual tabletop they're kind of like a it's a server and they can be oriented in all kinds of different ways but essentially it's audio only
1: well no there's video there is
0: video but it's limited nobody does the video really oh actually you know what there is video i'm 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 not speaking correctly on that I
1: i accidentally started video the other night
0: I haven't really played video with anybody, though. It's almost always... Most people are still doing Maybe audio. Maybe we
1: should make it awkward and just be the only ones in video.
0: Oh, yeah. Definitely should do that. Wait, Because we're really trying to make friends here. We're trying to alienate ourselves. Let's be the ones. <laughs> okay, we're talking about people getting back into the game for the first time. Don't be the one weirdo with <laughs> your video on if you want to get back into it. So what... Discord, if you don't know disc, what Discord is, basically it's a server that you join, and there's all there's servers for all kinds of different things, but there's tons of RPG servers, and within the server, there are channels, and each of the channels has a title, and some of them are, they can be all kinds of different, about all kinds of different things. They can be about specific games, they can be about general role-playing topics, they can be about movies it can be really about anything you know there's all kinds of different things we play in the rpg connections group which has been just absolutely phenomenal and we played in another group as well we played in the alien sunset which is where we played troika but this one the rpg connections group has been really great and what they've done is that if you are interested you can get the moderator of the group to set you up with a room which is just for you And that room, then you can add new channels and you can organize your own games there. So there's, you know, probably a dozen or more game masters who are running games in that group. And then all of those games that people are running are filtered to one channel that has signups. So you can see all of the signups and see everything that's happening. And as the games come up, there's sort of a format that are kept, that, that it's kept to. And as the games come up, you could click on, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm not going to go, or I'm tentative. I'm interested in this game, but I can't really specifically say whether or not I'm going to be there. And so all kinds of different games. And this particular Discord server is very, very active, the one that we're talking about. All kinds of different games from Dungeons & Dragons to... The game where you play as pigeons. There's uh, Secret secrets of, of F-
1: cats. The
0: secrets of cats is in there, which is a fate based game where you play as cats. There's this is where we played Mothership. This is where we played the Junior Braves Guide to the Apocalypse. This is where we're going to be playing Ten Candles. There's all all kinds of different GMless games. There's GMless Monday. Every single Monday, there's a GMless game. That you can play in and it's different people and for the most there are campaigns that people join and they're an ongoing thing but there's also lots of one-offs and that is particularly good for people like us who are parents who it's harder for us to commit to playing necessarily another campaign but we might want to try out a sci-fi game like mothership we played once it was a blast we had a great time
1: it and was a blast.
0: <laughs> 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 but I'm glad you caught that. Yeah, because that wasn't on. Imp- that was intentional.
1: Oh, you, you know, you got your dad joke.
0: <laughs> got my dad joke in here. But it's like you can do these games, and so, and one of the things I will say about these Discord servers, at least in my experience, is that for the most part, they really want new players to show up. They're very open and willing. If you are a nice person, you're cool, you're laid back, you're not like pushy they will They want you to, to join their game and they're not going to be... They'll help you. Like, I mean, for the most... We've been playing these games that we don't even know the rules to and people are have been, been very, very helpful. helpful very right?
1: patient. Yeah, it's been nice. It's been really nice.
0: Yeah, and like, you know, I see new... In fact, so today in the RPG Connections group, for example, and, you know, this sort of specifically addresses David's issue. There was a guy who was who had asked about on a on one of the RPG groups on Facebook, had asked, said, I haven't played in a while and I'd really like to find a, a, a D&D game. And I said, well, are you willing to play on Discord? And he was like, yeah, sure. And I was like, okay. I introduced him to the RPG Connections group. He joined the group and said, and just posted in the group, hey, I want to play D&D and I haven't played in a while and whatever. And then like literally five, six people were like, hey, welcome, we'll help you. And then like a, a, literally by the end of the day, a new d and group had formed with people that wanted to play oh, that's great. and this guy who hadn't played in a while who I introduced to the group got into the group and it's not like and, and he hasn't played in a while but they're you know everybody want these a lot of these groups a lot of these discord groups and there's many of them they want to support the hobby they love role playing they want you who haven't played in a while or who are new or maybe you do play a lot they want you to be a part of the game. You know, they want you there. They, they, they're open and willing and helpful. And I have had nothing but a good experience so far, yeah, I will say. Yeah, it's been
1: pretty good. I, I've really, I don't know, I've really enjoyed a lot of the games we've played in. And so far, I've enjoyed playing with everybody who's been in these games. Um, you know, there's a lot of different levels of role-playing experience. There's people who get really into it. There's people who kind of sit back. I would Mm -hmm. say, but all of the DMs have been just, or GMs have been very, I don't know, helpful, which is really nice because, you know, I've gotten used to the fact that I am tired and, you know, often I just can't link some things together and I have to ask and it has not been a problem and I really appreciate that helpfulness because I'm tired
0: <laughs> <laughs> there's now when if you're looking for these discord groups now you kind of have to ask around but what you can really do which is really if this is the simplest way this is the simplest way that I can advise if you're on facebook and you need to be kind of like on facebook or or kind of in the know you need to be on some form of social media but you can go to any one of these rpg groups like let's say the AD&D second edition Facebook group or Dungeons & Dragons fifth edition or there's a group finder actually, a, dungeon, a, a D&D group finder group, for example, on, on Facebook. You just, you just find any of these and literally just go and post and say, does anybody have a Discord group? I haven't played D&D in 10 years and I would really like to get into a game again. Can somebody help me out? And I promise you, that people will post up Discord servers for you to join. And then you just join. And then I ended up joining a bunch of them. And some of them had things I was interested in. Some of them didn't. The ones that seemed like they were interesting to me, I got really engaged in them and started posting. That's how we played Troika. That's how we got into this game. So that's all you have to do. You just have to kind of ask. People are very open to lending out, getting out that information. And then from there, you'll, People will be happy to, to I think, help you out, you know, and so, so uh, that's what my advice would be if you want to get back into it, and. Um...
1: And of course, if you still feel intimidated, you can shoot us an email, and we can yeah. see what we can do to help you out. Because, I mean, in the case of David, mm-hmm. right? He, you know, maybe it's still intimidating, and that's okay. Reach out to us. We love role-playing and Mm -hmm. we love it so much we're doing a podcast yeah and we'd be happy to
0: help you we'll give you some recommendations and although you know we're really into this one particular group i am part of some other other groups and some of them are more suited to different types of games like i know one that's a really dungeons dragons fifth edition Centric, and there's all kinds of new games that are happening all the time, one offs and long term so campaigns, many games. and yeah. and so like I can, they're they're out there, and I'm be happy to, we'd be happy to hook you up with them. So, um, you know, hopefully happy gaming. You know, find your game because if you want to play, Wait, it's there.
1: We need, we will charge you though.
0: What? What do they have? You
1: to have charge? to tell us the favorite character you've ever played.
0: <laughs> okay, you have to tell us your favorite character. Yes, yes. And you have to send us an email. <laughs> Give us a little something there. Give us a little. Just, we just want to wet our beaks. Rose
1: a bone, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, you can email us, of course, at rpgsandbabymakes3 at gmail.com. And we wish you the best of luck in finding these games because um, the more the merrier, as far as I'm concerned.
1: Yeah. Uh, I have to learn another system. How many systems are there? How could this happen in me?
0: Product reviews. Alright, let's get into product reviews section of the show, our final segment this episode, and I want to talk about my, this is one of my favorite RPG resources, tabletopaudio.com. Tabletop Audio, uh, it just kicks ass. I, I love Tabletop Audio. You
1: use it all the time now. And it's great. It adds a really nice flavor to your games.
0: Yeah, so TabletopAudio.com, it's It's totally free to use. It's completely free. Now, the, the person who owns the site, I guess you might say, they do have a Patreon. So you can support the manufacturer of the various audio components at tabletop audio by being a patron. I am a patron actually of tabletop audio. Three dollars a month is the is my patronage to this to tabletop audio and I use it all the time and so I feel a little bit like I'm stealing, but he has like a thousand patrons, so he's doing fine. But uh <laughs> but yeah so tabletopaudio.com there are essentially what it is is it is a site where it plays music
1: or sound, sort of,
0: or sound effects sort of on a loop. Each of the musical compositions is 10 minutes. It's music and sound effects. So each of the compositions is 10 minutes long, and it has a theme to it. And you can create playlists by putting together numerous audio Clips, you might say. So let me give you a good example. So here is one of their brand newest releases. Is called Candle Deep. Guess what that has to do with? Okay, I mean, like it's kind of pretty obvious. He's talking about Oregon Candle Trail. Deep. Oregon Trail. Yep, Oregon it's... Trail is one on here. Viking secret facility, magic shop, spider's I den.
1: Died by like dysentery or something. <sighs>
0: Yeah, dysentery. Spider's Den, Pirates, Training Grounds, Lush World, Mech, Mech War, War, Mushroom, Mushroom Forest. Forest. But then there's also like Sixties Computer Lab, New, or- New oh, Orleans New oh, Orleans Noir. Yep. A Mansion at Night. Terror in the Woods. There's all of these different things. And so if you don't clear your browser history, you can create a playlist and it will save it automatically. You don't even have to create a you don't even have to create an account. You just make a playlist. It puts them together. You can choose to play all of a playlist or you can choose to play a specific song from the playlist on repeat. Each one's about 10 minutes. Some of them are music. Some of them are ambiance is what it's And called. I
1: see some of these are ambiance and music or mm-hmm. ambiance and minimal music.
0: Right. And so it, like for example, there's one called uh, Water Keep. Okay, which is a pretty obvious reference to Waterdeep in, in the Dungeons & Dragons world. And it has like a little bit of music maybe like you might hear if you were listening to like a barge strum occasionally on a lute standing on a street corner. And then like the sound of like a horse and cart going by or somebody hawking wares. There's like these little sound effects and just have them playing in the background which is very nice nice, yeah yeah? so you can set those all up there's battle songs there's all this kind of stuff again it's all free you can do this and if you're playing games online you can oftentimes you can share your audio now it doesn't work on discord but we play our home group on zoom and you can share the audio so Mm -hmm. i'm actually playing zoom i'm playing tabletop audio through zoom to our players and i'll change up the sounds and the music as we're going yeah, along like we
1: fought some werewolves and you got some howling going in there and some
0: so that's the snarl- other part of tabletop audio that i love and that's the sound pad so the sound pad has specific locations and within each of those locations there's literally dozens of different sounds that you can add to the location so like Let's take, for example, the dungeon, which is, you know, probably going to be useful to many, many of the players out there. There are all of these different sounds that you can play that interact with the scene. So, like, let's say your characters are walking through the dungeon and and one of them starts looking for traps and they're walking through and you come up to a, a metal door and you start to look for traps and start to unlock the door and then there's actually a creaky metal door open sound for example or in there there's a pit trap sound or noise there's bats for example or an ooze a roar a growl for example are, are some other good ones a, per, a percullus trap and then there's other things like fire and water and bubbles and footsteps and wind and all of these different sound effects so what i like to do when i'm running the game is i'll have tabletop audio open in two windows. I'll have one playing music, one playing the soundtrack, and then one that's playing the sound pad. And so I'll use the sound pad. And what's cool about these sound effects is you can set them on a timer. So for example, there's the sound of a growl in the dungeon. You can set the growl sound to go off every... 10, 15, 20, 30 seconds, every minute, every 2 minutes, every 10 minutes, and so you just turn it on and every now and then you'll hear that sound, so you can really play it up to your players, and you don't really have to think about it, you're making this kind of cool background effect, and everybody is like, you know, on the edge of their seat, and you're creating this music, and you've got these sound effects, and just adds just another element I really love. Cute!
1: Think that there is the sound that you make when you accidentally catch a whiff of your child's poopy diaper on here?
0: Ooze, maybe.
1: I don't know. I, think, I feel like ooze. it's more of a oh god.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the sound of a cat vomiting.
1: <laughs> it's got to be on here, right?
0: Uh, but it's a really great resource tabletopaudio.com I I absolutely love it I couldn't recommend it more highly I've been using it now for I don't know I mean pretty much since we've been playing online I've been using it so almost a year you know since COVID started I've been using tabletop audio as my preferred audio
1: which you will absolutely continue using it once we get back to in person yeah
0: I mean I just love it so much and um, and it's definitely worth supporting
1: there, there is one thing I do kind of like about doing the zoom thing
0: What's that? There's
1: no dishes to clean up.
0: That's true, because we always have the potluck. But the... I
1: miss the potluck, but there's always so many dishes. There
0: are always so many dishes, aren't there? Gosh. Ought to be worth the dishes to see real people in, in real life. Yeah. The game is so fun in real life. But anyway, I don't know if you use tabletopaudio.com or if you use other resources that provide a similar kind of advantage music and sound i mean we we love this stuff i mean there's lots of great resources out there right now for game masters and and we'd love to check them out and see them so whether or not you've used tabletop audio or if you use other resources to help you with your gaming let us know at rpgs and baby three at gmail.com we would love to hear about it because actually i just kind of want to steal it Steal their ideas if they've got some are good stuff. Tell us. Are
1: you stealing
0: ideas? Borrow it. We're sharing. We're, We're sharing. sharing.
1: We're sharing. It's a community, Rob. Sharing is caring. That's what we tell Lincoln,
0: all the time. Do we say that all the time? I don't remember saying that hardly ever.
1: I don't know, but he really is into sharing his food with me right now.
0: He loves to just stick a food that's been in his mouth right into your mouth hole.
1: Well, I don't let him stick it in my mouth. I just you know, pretend I'm nibbling at whatever he has in his hand.
0: You know what? Today, he forced me to open up the toothpaste, and then he wanted to put the end, the open end of the toothpaste into my mouth and squeeze it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Berry or mint? (laughs) It was... It was mint, um, and uh, (laughs) I made my constitution save, so I didn't gag on it, but yes, it was. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If there was any doubt that we are two parents that make this podcast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We've mentioned poop (laughs) and food. Sharing, well, you shoving. know, actually,
0: I know that one resource that's usable, and I really want to talk about it at some point. But it will make more sense when we get back to live gaming, because I know that there there's candles that have different scents that relate to, yeah, to places. And I know our previous guest and good friend Amanda Plagman has been has used those and I has those a resource with
1: little like doopy ball thingies.
0: Yeah, smelly things that sort of
1: little like colored scents. scent dupers.
0: I think they're called like dungeon scents or something like that. But anyway, it's really cool. And I mean, these little things, they just add a little extra fun. I mean, you don't need them, but I don't know, sound and music and scent and ambiance, it's just, it's nice. It adds a little extra something to game. So if you've got some stories of that, some things that you've used in your game, let us know. We'd love to hear about it. And uh, hopefully we'll talk about it on the show. So email us.
1: At RPGs and BabyMakes3 at gmail.com.
0: That sounded a little bit like a corporate it really did I
1: don't know why it just came out (laughs) that (laughs)
0: way I'm so
1: I'm great I'm I'm awesome you're doing doing great
0: alright well let's end the show here let's go to our final segment here (laughs) episode (sighs) 7 coming to an end
1: coming to an end
0: (sighs) Ah. been a good episode thank you for listening thank you for tuning in you know I wanted to I didn't mention this at the beginning but one of the things that I've continued is is reading and and kind of literature and using those as sort of influence and everything like that man I've been running through those Dragonlance books lately
1: you have and I
0: just got to recommend The, Warrior, the, the War of Souls by Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman which is a later trilogy in the Dragonlance line but I loved them and I was saying it like every night I was like oh Love it so much. Love these books.
1: I've been reading the Rivers of London series. What's that about? Magic.
0: That's it. <laughs> Maybe go like a little further.
1: It's a. Uh, it's about a an officer in London who has discovered that there is that a Bobby. A- that magic exists and he has been taken under uh, the nightingale's wing to learn about magic. Is this contemporary? It is contemporary, yeah. Okay. And uh, it's been interesting. And I think one of the uh, aspects that I've really enjoyed is that there are these uh, gods and goddesses of the rivers. Of of all sorts of things. But uh, I just really love the story of the rivers themselves so far. The very... Very strong female characters, and I don't know. I've, I've been enjoying it.
0: Nice, nice. That sounds really cool. I mean, I, I, I get stuck in in a specific genre. So like, I'm like all about Dragonlance. I got really into Lankmar Fritz Lieber for a while, and just read a whole bunch of the short stories. And I kind of go through phases. Yeah. Well, where well I'm I kind of just reading stuff.
1: through this whole series right now. Um, but you did take a break by reading the happiest toddler on the block.
0: I'm still reading it. I'm, I'm just reading it a little bit here and there and kind of fill it in there. Yeah, the happiest toddler on the block. Because, you know, I want my toddler to be happy because then I'm happy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and some of these techniques he is using with me to yeah. great success. They
0: are effective. I've <laughs> also actually been reading the core rulebook for the d sanction game, which I'm really excited about. It's Elizabethan Supernatural RPG that was recently... Kickstarted and funded and uh, the PDF is already out. So I have the PDF of it and the books will be coming soon now that I've paid an enormous sum to have them shipped to me from you, England. You paid
1: more for the shipping than you did for supporting the game, Yeah, right? I
0: think I pl- I think that the Kickstarter was like 25 pounds to do the Kickstart and I wanted to do, because I did a hardcover copy of the book. I think it was 25 pounds for the hardcover and something else, like some other accoutrement. And the shipping was 27 pounds, so pretty crazy. But actually, I will say, it having read through the awesome. first half, yeah, I'm about about a quarter of the way through the book, and it is really good. I, I think it's a really great game. Really seems really interesting, so I'm kind of excited. We'll probably end up talking about that on a future episode of the show as well. But anyway, um, I don't know. Let's round this off. Let's get out of here, Grouch. It was a good show. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. If you made it this far, you listened to almost an hour of us talking And I congratulate you. I would say probably me 45 minutes and you 15.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, that's kind of usually how it is in this household.
0: I just have so many smart things to say. I just can't stop it from coming out of my mouth.
1: Take care, everybody. (laughs) We'll see (laughs) (laughs) you.
0: Two more weeks. We'll have another episode on. Yeah, we'll be back. um, Yeah, we will be back. Thanks for tuning in and we appreciate you. (laughs) And we will talk to you all soon. RPGs and Baby Makes Three is a production of Gretchen and Rob sitting on their couch. Email the show at RPGs and Baby Three at gmail.com. You can find more episodes on Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes, as well as on our free Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash RPGs and Baby Makes Three.